Welcome to the Christian Men Unscripted Podcast, where Christian men get together to talk about real issues, real struggles, and real victories. Wood's here to have honest conversations about what it means to be a Christian man in today's world. We'll be talking about marriage, fatherhood, leadership, faith, and more. And we'll be doing it all in a way that is honest, open, and unscripted. Subscribe today and join us on this journey. Yeah, what is happening? Why are we? I gotta be like old age. Are I we getting up? started yet? Yeah. Tell me when we are. Oh, are we back? Okay. Hey, listen, <laughs> last week we, it was kind of fun. Like I said, I was kind of the creeper old, old dad over at uh, Grand Canyon University, <laughs> randomly going up to kids. Uh, a couple of them, I, you know, were my own kids and stuff talking about kind of like should kids be forced to go to church? What age? And we sort of discussed, there's more of a maturity thing and, and that, um, Hey, yo, before we start, I got a funny story. Y'all want to hear it? I like funny stories. I know. I like funny stories. So went to church Sunday. My wife and I, no kids, as we talked about, <laughs> they're sleep. Uh, yeah. not forcing them to go. I strongly encourage it. And they said, well, we strongly encourage sleep. So, okay. <laughs> what can churches do better to get those same young people to wake up and right. come in? Okay, tell me the story. <laughs> so in church, the verse, um, let me make sure I'm here, um, was Mark 8, 34, and where it says, um, then he called the crowd to him along with the disciples said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny, deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And I was like, that's a great message. There was one verse, the whole hour at church. And I was mm-hmm. like, and we went over it. I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. I am going to get up early. I'm going to get into my Bible mm-hmm. more than 15 minutes, 30 minutes. Then I'm going to pray for 15 minutes. I did all that. I'm like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm starting this out great. And this week well, is going to be my week to this really this dive. This past Sunday. <laughs> the Sunday into Monday. So then get in the car. My daughter drives us to school. (laughs) You can see where this is going. She's got her permit and I'm like, yeah, I'm doing great. We get to school. And, um, I'm like, I'm just, I'm a new, I'm a new guy, you know, Mm -hmm. new every day. Yeah. (laughs) Thank God. Just like I said, (laughs) new every day. And I'm like, ah, you're doing so good, Maddie. And then we pull into the, I go, okay, go ahead, go across these lanes of traffic. And this car blasts this horn at us. And I was like, you mother. And I was like, ah, just ruined it all right there. In two seconds. <laughs> two seconds. And I finished the sentence too. Trust me. I didn't put it on the podcast. I finished it. And my daughter's like, whoa. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is not what I'm trying to be. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, Lord. I forget the vulgarity. I was like so mad. And I was like, man, it's so funny how you can try how so quick, how hard quickly to be we can the fail. person. And you just fail in a matter of a second. All the time. What is my problem, bro? I but do the same thing. I was able, and we've talked about my anger. I was able to park the car and just laugh at myself. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> this world is driving me crazy sometimes. That's my funny story. That is the, Well, that's a change. Better than Red Lobster folks. <laughs> All right, John, go ahead. That's a, that's a genuine change, man. Because that's <laughs> what we were talking about last week, right? And and what can churches do better to get these kids to want to wake up and lose a little bit of sleep to get in there and learn? And and uh, I think what they can do better is engage even with all of us in, in the discipleship process. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and for us, and of course, it always comes down to volition, right? The individual wanting to know who God is and, and the individual who can start and finish cuss words at people, but then recognize that right. they're, they should be a changed person and willing yeah. to... You know, and so, but I think the kids see that, right? And then right. they're, oh, wow, okay, so there's a genuine change. This is real. Is it real or not? Right. Is it real or not? Yeah, and, and she knows exactly how I am. She knew I was like that, and she knows I'm working on it. And Actually, the fact that I even cursed was weird to her. I'm sure she was like, whoa, you don't even curse anymore. <laughs> this, this must be serious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's honking at my daughter who was driving, and I was so mad. I'm like, she's a teenager learning to drive. Don't you see the sticker that says, teenager, oh. be patient? <laughs> and you have this dude I, pull, I pulled driver. up, and I saw it on the back of your truck. Yeah. I saw the student driver sticker, and I started laughing. I got to make fun of it for a second. It's a good idea. It well, really- you, it's a, it's 
it's a sad that we have to put that on there because people people are so, so angry all the time, hundred percent. So I didn't yeah. do that with my kids because mm-hmm. I needed them to learn, like you know, the ways of the street. You know, right. like yeah. people honking <laughs> at them, throwing stuff at them, stuff like that. I was yeah. like, you don't get it soft. You don't get the big yellow stickers on your car. I have five of them on my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, did you start to work for the county, bro? Like, there's all these red and fl- reflective stickers all over the car. I was like, Alan must have got a job working for the roads <laughs> department of roads like, public works <laughs> um i was like that's pretty crazy man there's a orange vest for her to wear while she's driving and a helmet is yeah. awesome <laughs> i got red lights and sirens on the car <laughs> he really does have that the giant stickers on the car like I student driver <laughs> it's so hard to teach t- teenagers how to drive it is. it is scary she's doing well though i i must say it is yeah but the scary part is when you let them go on their own yeah my son mm-hmm. is 20 and i still worry about him driving He's been driving for four years. And until he gets home at night, I'm like, okay, good. He's safe. Dude. Because of the town, because of people. Oh, my God. We look at, so we have the, see, Seth, this is stuff for you to look forward to when your kids start driving. We've got the, what do you call that on the phone? You can find your kids Life 360. Yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. And our kids, of course, they're in Phoenix. That So they're at Grand Canyon University down in Phoenix. And you look at their location and it's like, it's midnight. My son's driving around downtown Phoenix. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or just any time of the day. But honestly, that's where mom freaks out, right? Like, where is he at? And what's going on? She's calling him. And he's like, mom, I'm dropping a friend off. Or we're going to, you know, going to a party or going whatever. To a rave. Like, Dude, for real. And it's like, and she's like, oh my God. And I'm like, Babe, it's a Christian I mean, rave though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, you got the Christian university, but across town, you got the uh, sun devils. And then yeah, right. so like, you watch them driving over there. Like, Don't go over there. <laughs> when heathens. <laughs> you, do you know who their mascot is? Get away. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, so anyway actually what's cool is he's uh he, my son is in a, a christian group that's at grand canyon that's sponsored by a uh, north phoenix baptist church and uh one of the asu basketball players comes to the gcu campus and goes to that group and stuff so i was like oh that's cool man or, you know wow. yeah so at least you got one coming this way you know that's yeah. right. <laughs> so, but anyway um yeah so so that last week i asked i posed another question about what is church and what is church for and um, because, you know, obviously forcing kids, yeah, I get it. You're going to get varying opinions and stuff like that on that. But um, as they get older and as they kind of want to see what is church all about and are the parents engaged and is it real? I think in summary, that's what we were trying to kind of share is, is it real? The kids see that this is a real thing, a real part of their parents' life, not just checking it off on Sunday. Um, then maybe they can actually recognize like, wow, this is actually um a genuine way to abide in Christ, a genuine way to get to know who Jesus is, who is God, who is our creator, right? The big questions like, what are we here for purpose and all these things. Right. And it's so funny yeah. because those are, those are questions that are genuinely answered by the word of God and, and by a real relationship. And so mm-hmm. that's, that is what church is for in my opinion. And there's a lot to it. We'll get into it. Are you okay, Seth? If, if we listen to some of these responses, I asked the kids yeah. a simple question. What is church for? Let's hear what they had to say. Hey, it's John Harney. I'm on the campus of Grand Canyon University again. I'm asking students, what is church for? This is a Christian university, so we'll see what type of answers we get. It just doesn't mean that they're all Christians though, right? So we're asking them a simple question. I'm with my own daughter. What is church for? Church is to teach the Bible and learn more about biblical truth and how to apply that to your own life. I think that the word church in the Bible means more so like a body of believers. I don't think that it has to be necessarily a large building, a small building. Um, I think that a church can be a body of believers anywhere. What is church for? I think church is for worshiping God and learning about the Bible and just like glorifying God himself. 
What is church for, John? John, I'm with my own son here at Grand Canyon. I believe that church is a place that you can go with other believers to congregate and to learn together. And I think that's really what a church is, is just to talk about and practice the things they already believe with each other. Church, uh, basically within itself, is a gathering of believers, and I think that their purpose is to come together in communion, in worship, and in prayer, and also um, that they connect with one another, and then also outwardly express that through um, like other ministries that they can do within the church. Uh, whether that's you know homelessness ministry or other things, so they have a purpose to serve and connect with each other, but also to serve the community around them. What is church for? Oh, that's a heavy question. I would say church is just for uh, whatever you want it to be for. If you feel like you have an answer that needs to be answered in your life, you go there and worship and with your faith, and you get that answer based on you know however you believe in it. So I think it's just for whatever you personally need it for. Uh, Church is a group of believers who are gathering together in order to praise and worship and also to, as a foundational point, to go out into the world and to preach the message of the gospel and to uh, create a foundation that can be transferred along to everyone else in the world. Um. Do you want to answer this one first? Oh, okay. Or I don't mind. I say like church is for, I think I want to say in a way, finding a community as well, but also like teaching someone about their faith that I want to say um, how to worship in a way, like in terms of routine, not exactly you have to do like point A, point B, but I think church um, really is kind of almost like a classroom, I guess, where you're learning how to worship and you're learning why you're worshiping. And I think that's basically. I would say, like, yeah, for, like, multiple reasons. One would be just, like, edifying each other, you know, to, like, you know, we're supposed to be building each other up. You know, it can be hard. And if you have, like, a community, then it's easier to, like, you know, stay on track, you know, if you're not going in uh, regularly to be, like, built up, you know. And then also, like, for learning more and then, you know, to worship, you know, like, it's built in time to, like, you know, be there and, like, you know, praise God. So, so, like, a lot of different reasons. It's just good for a lot of different reasons. What or when? What is it for? I think it's to teach you. Well, I feel like, I like I said, if you're going to a Christian church in our uh, situation, I feel like it's to teach you about, I guess, the word, like, the like about the Bible and just, I guess, install Christian values in you from, like, a church, from, like, a child compared to, like, other stuff you see in the world, like, other degenerate stuff, I'd say. So I'd say just to keep, you know what I'm saying? Teach you to right from wrong or like how to live your life as God would want you to live your life. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I would say it's the body of Christ, kind of like where people can meet up, fellowship, um, like kind of have koinonia with each other and um, just unite uh, together, whether that's through songs, singing through like the gospels or just the books um, and just kind of practicing and just living out God's word as like, as humans together without like any disruption. Um, and it's always great to have like just a flesh amongst each other um, for the spirit. And then just overall, cause it's like what he commanded us to do. So um, that's what I would say church is for. So it's funny for such a short, simple 
question. I feel like the answers were some of them are really great and uh, but kind of more varied almost than the mm-hmm. than the yeah. first question about forcing kids to go to church. It almost you almost kind of had a little bit more of a variety in answers there. So, uh, what are some of your thoughts, man? I there's a few things that I that I found interesting, but then of course there's a we've we've already talked about this is like an unscripted conversation and we're not a, a, a teaching yeah. ministry. So you know, but there's a lot to be taught about what is the church, what is the church for biblically. You know, obviously, but what were what some of your thoughts on some of those responses, Seth? Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I really enjoyed hearing different. There was, like you said, varied uh, answers. Um, you know, your daughter talked about uh, learning the Bible. You know, for the public to come and hear the the gospel. Um, I, you know, someone said serving each other in the community, which I which I really liked um, that aspect because you know most of the answers didn't really have that there was only maybe one or two that said, talked about serving um and uh, so i think it's interesting um it's an interesting question to ask um because i know like yeah, i think i agree like yeah like it's it's for worshiping god it's for learning the bible it's for serving each other like a lot of it i think if you added it all together you'd be like man that's i think it's exactly what it is um and i think that some people have a a uh, different understanding of what church is, but when we add it all together, um, we, this, you know, our, our understanding, our communal understanding um, is actually much better um, than just our individual understanding or more full, I guess. And um, I think that's an important part of church is it's not necessarily a building, but it is a gathering of people who are desiring to be with each other, to build each other up, to, to serve the community, to learn the Bible, to worship God, so that's I, I that's why I kind of wrote when I wrote those things down. I was like, man, all these things could be, you know, would be a great definition together. I guess. Um, it's funny because yeah, the totality of those answers sort of does give a good picture, right? And I guess that's kind of a nice metaphor. Is that a metaphor of like the body of believers? Like you have yeah. all these different perspectives, and and uh, but everyone coming together, making up the body of yeah. believers or the church, the the called out ones, the ecclesia, right? Which is you know, yeah. the gathering, if you will, of people, the, but they're technically called out as believers. Um, you know, the one, one guy says it's whatever you want it for or something. And yeah. Uh, I don't dislike that actually. Do you dislike yeah, it or don't? It's I a, don't dislike it, but it is, but I think my it? thought process is different, but I like, yeah. what, I liked what the, what your daughter said as well is that it's a body of believers. It doesn't have to be a building. It can be, we can be at the park and we're the church because we're here talking about, well, over. that's literally like like in in the book of Romans. There's a um, the apostle Paul actually says um, greetings to the uh, the body of believers or the church in your house. Mm-hmm. And he's he, it's like the way I can't I can't recall the verse off the top of my head right now. But it's basically what he's pointing out is the people who are believers are the church that happen to be inside of your house. Yeah. Does that right. make sense? He's pointing right. out it's not the place. My own son actually more referenced it as a place, but I I think the way I pose the question yeah. right. and the way we traditionally yeah. view a church is we do picture the place and a gathering right. place is an important thing. Yeah. And and this is what I'm telling what I'm thinking when I hear that part of it. So it's it's also I agree with your daughter, but I'll agree with your son as well because sometimes what I get out of it is it's a jump start to my week. <laughs> the the building, the church, the building itself. It's like, okay, you get the word, you get the message, and then you take it and you apply it to your week. Like I just told you, like we had this, it just goes back to how we started, even though I was being funny. It kind of started my week off like, oh, this is how I'm going to do because I heard the word at the church. Yeah. But, and it, 
actually my whole week went really well <laughs> because of what I heard at yeah. church that Sunday. And it just helps you become that much uh, more, um, what's the word? Focus. I, I, Focus is the word I was looking for. Focus, getting ready for Monday, getting ready for work, getting ready to just be a disciple of Jesus. Dude, and a recharge. I yes. find myself, if I miss church, almost like you're like the low battery on a phone, right? We can all look at our phone when it's <laughs> telling us low battery. I genuinely feel like that. If I don't make church for a few weeks in a row, maybe because I'm traveling and doing great vacation or whatever I'm doing mm -hmm. or or just whatever's happening, I all of a sudden feel like, dude, I got to plug back in. Right. I got to literally get a charge yeah. here. And you that's, know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly it. Because then Monday we do a small group at my house and that's the church. Like your daughter says, we're here yeah. in my house. We're discussing the sermon on Sunday, but we're also communing with each other, body yeah. believers. Yeah. And that helps for Tuesday. And then getting up and reading my Bible and praying on, yeah, you know, and that keeps me, like Seth just said, focused. What do you think, Seth? No, I I um I liked a lot of those answers. That um sometimes people can get too focused on like the worship, what didn't hit me today or didn't feel good, or uh, the sermon wasn't as good as last week's, and and I've I've heard that and I've said those things before. Um, yep. But I think that you know there are. If, if you have a focus that like I'm wanting to learn from the Bible, you can, you can lean and learn things from a sermon and from, and just engage in worshiping God with others, regardless of, of the skill or on, on the stage, I guess. Um, and, uh, and the other part of it is a lot of times people say like, Oh man, you know, I didn't get, I didn't get anything out of this sermon. It wasn't as good. Church wasn't great today. And, uh, and this is the point that, well, God has put you there for a reason. Are you, are you building each other up? Or are you just trying to consume and be, um, be a consumer instead of someone who's also a minister of the gospel? Right. Um, and so that's something that I'm, that I'm kind of passionate about is, so it's not necessarily about, what you hear or what you sing or who you, who you hear singing. It's about how you, your heart is engaging in each of those things, um, serving, learning, worshiping, and being a part of a community. Um, um, it's crazy, right? Your, your portion matters is yeah. right. Like your portion as an individual yeah. member of a, of a church, if you will, if you're a member of a big or a small church, your actual portion is, yeah. a, is a ministry. You don't show up yeah. and then other people, might've been blessed just by your presence. And yeah, yeah. Uh, you're a vocational pastor. Let's so Seth is a vocational pastor. To me, there's a, yeah. um, there's something to be said about also when we talk about a local church. So going from the, the universal body of believers, right? If you mm -hmm. believed in Jesus, by the way, that verse was uh, Romans 16, five that I was talking about where, um, yeah. it's greetings to the believers inside of the building. It has nothing to do with the building. The believers are the church is what he's saying. Right. But yeah, within those local churches, you can go all the way back. Of course, even um, just yeah. Old Testament times, the synagogue and the rabbis teaching the word of God, a vocational pastor is important. And so there is because you dedicate yeah. your life. I, you know, I have a profession. Alan and I, of course, come from our background profession in law enforcement and things like that. So I'm I'm paying bills. I'm out there doing kind of a nitty gritty type of a job. But a vocational pastor is, first of all, it's a gift. It's a calling. You mentioned you got your you felt a calling yeah. at around 16 years old. And then you dedicate your life and your mind, your faculties to learning and growing. Mm -hmm. And so then you as a vocational pastor are there's, it's great to be paid as a pastor because that's your job so that we can trust that yeah. you're rightfully dividing the right. word of truth, that we can better right. receive it. And, and like you said, charge up and get ready to focus for the rest of the week yeah. and go over our notes. And that's one aspect. That's the learning yeah. aspect. 
right? Yeah, but in, in, yeah exactly. And, and you know, one of the things that is, is hard for the pastor is you can get caught up in the nitty in the nitty gritty. Like, you know, I need to get, I need to have, I need, you know, giving needs to be at a certain level for us to be able to pay for our building, pay for everyone's salaries, to 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 do outreach, do missions. But you can so you can get kind of caught up in that. And what are some sermons or things that I can do that I can that we can do to kind of increase giving units? Um, but really, the the importance of the pastor or the the job of the pastor really is to just help um, church and this you know this uh, relationship to nurture the relationship with Jesus, so that church doesn't become a ritual, so that we're enlivened to the. Um, purpose in the reality of salvation, of this joy that the Lord has given us. And that's, you know, like, like Alan, that's kind of what it sounded like you got, you were the pastor there just really kind of hit on this is salvation. This is, this is the importance of this. This is how it can go in your life. And that encouraged you in your week. And that's one of, that's probably the biggest Heart is to encourage people in the work of salvation, in the understanding of salvation, and then working it out with fear and trembling. Oh well, yeah, you're good. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, he good, real he good. good, real good. No, listen, <laughs> because uh, you know it's funny and interesting. A, a non-church going or not or someone who might be, I'm trying to think of like biblically illiterate, and I don't mean that in a bad way, just not understanding. Even how you yeah. just said working out your own salvation salvation yeah just for clarification again we don't we're not like a teaching thing we're talking but some people misinterpret that you're saved by simple faith alone in christ alone apart from anything after that your salvation is now for a purpose you are saved and sealed yeah. for a purpose and your purpose is to glorify god and how do you do that by sharing the gospel the very good news that there's a creator who loves us right. who is willing to enter humanity to be born that only begotten that's preeminent above all creation son jesus perfectly god perfectly man who yeah. died on the cross for our sins and he did that, and he rose, proving he was who he said he was, to show that he, he loves us. Only he can do it. Only he yeah. can accomplish us these, this for us. And we simply accept it by grace. Now, working out our salvation after that, we're saved by simply just believing that. It's a free gift been handed to us. But working it out means now, how do we, what does that even mean, I guess, right? To use layman terms. Like, what does that even mean that God yeah. loves me and he saved me? How do I even understand that? Well, how do I understand it? And where's my purpose? That's what the Bible's talking yeah. about. All 66 books yeah. and letters of the entire Old and New Testament are talking about this relationship between God and humanity. And then that's what a church is for, to learn more about yeah. that and to be around believers and to be edified. And he gives us each other. You know what I mean? So I just, I yeah. kind of wanted to clarify that when, because people use that, that's churchy words, right? We all use churchy words. I've got a testimony. Right. I would like to share my testimony. <laughs> In other words, dude, let me tell you my story, right. bro. Let me tell you my story. Let me tell you how I got to know Jesus. That's my, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a fancy yeah. word. So when you, when you talk right. about working out your salvation, Give me, give it, give that even a clarify even a little more for me, Seth, on on really layman non church words. What you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, like, so as as a pastor, you're really trying to focus on Jesus. You're you're trying to get everyone to look at His work and what He's what He's done, and um, and then you you're also encouraging them to be in community to un to live out the life of Jesus. Um, and as you do that, like Jesus had a community of believers, Jesus had a community with him. And if he's, if there's one person who could have done everything by themselves, it was God, but he chose to do it in relationship with 12 other guys and hundreds of other people that followed him. Um, you know, including women who would pay the bills, as it says in, in Luke. Um, so like we're, 
like they were people following him that were living life that were were um as disciples would uh try to kind of be covered by this the dust behind their rabbit they follow so closely to try to to learn and to be like him um and jesus says it's enough to be like your master you're not going to be greater than me but you can be like me through the holy spirit and that's what that's what we do in churches we serve and we love and we encourage and we call out the gifts of people we say hey man you are you have great shoes yeah, and i and i and i like your i like your style or man i love like you know sometimes when i hear you and i see you just closing your eyes and really worshiping god man that really encourages me to do the same thing and we're inspired like we said a couple of weeks ago we're inspired by what other people do around us and that's part of the work of the pastor is to I, encourage those things in people i have your quote kind of from last week when i listened to it about exactly that being around people who inspire us toward jesus mm-hmm. and i, I kind of used your quote in conjunction with what alan alan's son said about aj's talent saying how like it seemed like a great alan keeps by the way playing footsies with me under the table it's a small studio. table the studio is cheap i didn't have oh, a lot of money gosh. it's very it's very it's very distracting very you don't you have know this was an, that was an anointed on, that was an anointed moment when you come over wear socks i, bro, I don't I was, like feet. <laughs> i was wearing my hey dudes you can't wear hey dudes with socks bro uh, feet, oh my god okay listen <laughs> Finish. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, if you would quit rubbing my feet, dude, this is getting gross. <laughs> Do you guys know that the Browns beat the 49ers? Oh, my God. Let me get back to you. Can't be talking footsies. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good. Our boy Arnaldo had to point that out because he's a 49er fan. So he was like, kudos to you, Alan. I hate you. <laughs> I, like, I read between the lines. It was actually like a nice thing, but I was like, I think he's telling you that he hates you right yeah, now. Okay, did. listen. He was here watching it. Anyway. So Seth, go, Seth go, let me program. get back to you. Back to the program. You quoted something to that effect about how <laughs> other believers inspire other believers to to be toward Jesus. And I, and I kind of read that in the content or the context of the conversation was when AJ had pointed out like, Hey, my dad, my crazy dad, Alan Underwood, who's super angry all the time, like the incredible Hulk every five minutes. I've seen a gradual change over the last three years. I would say it's more of a gradual thing. Mm -hmm. And, and so touch Mm -hmm. on that a little bit, Alan, because it really was, it was because you actually were like more engaged, but in a real way, in a, in like a real heartfelt What was the okay. question? I can't stop thinking I'm just about saying your feet. Surround, yeah, well, see, because you're creepy like that, bro. You're creepy because I mean they're nice. You put, know, my wife thinks I have beautiful put, feet. Put those socks. She loves the bottom. You go to a she shoe store. Crusty at all. Socks. They have the little box of socks. Did you bring those? <laughs> what, I'll bring yeah. them. I'll put a pair right here. So, I'm so just what, was what was the question? What was the question? Being around other no. believers inspires you toward Jesus in your own family noticed a change in you when you're you're you clicked if you will from right. checking a box on sunday to actually enjoying being around other believers other, well that's the well that's the key right um i talk about it often it's part of my walk part of my journey is you're my we've been friends for a long time i met seth a couple of years ago and i have a lot of friends from the police department who i still talk to and i still would hang out with but my daily weekly everything is believers it's you know we we, I talk, uh, Bible, I talk Christ, I talk family, I talk sports. Mm-hmm. I, I do things with other believers, with people in my small group, with people from church. And that has helped me become the person I am. They, you know, cause you know, I feel like they, what's, they feed into me what I need. 
you know, and, you know, they help me understand the word of God. Like you guys are part of that because you know the Bible way more than I do, both of you. And that helps me. Like when we talk on this podcast, I know that people are like, well, he doesn't know the Bible as well as those guys. Well, I don't. And I'm not ashamed to say that I'm working at it. Yeah. That's why I love listening to you guys. And that's why I love doing this podcast. Cause even that is part of it. Yeah. You know, it's part of our walk, my walk. And it, each day, each, each week, each hour that we're here, it encourages me to be a better person, to, to be more Christ-like. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to be better than him, but I want to be like him. And it's never, it, yeah. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I try every day until a car honks his horn at me, then I change. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I joke, <laughs> but, you know, I'm able to snap back out of that. Yeah. I'm able to apologize to my daughter. I'm able to, you know, apologize to the Lord and be like, hey, I repent of my sins. I, I, I'm human. A hundred percent. But yeah. that is part of my walk. But I, that doesn't mean I take those friends that I had out of my life, they're still a part of it and I want them to be a part of it, but I would like them to be a part of it when they come to church with me. Yeah. But if they don't, I can still talk. I still love having conversations with them, but my conversations are different. Yeah. yeah. And that's part of that yeah. gradual change. It's taken years and it's still, it's still a work in progress. So I don't know if that answered your no, question. No, totally. And it, it, well, to clarify, by the way, no one knows anything as they ought to know it, right? Any Bible teacher who claims they know so much about the yeah. Bible should probably. Yeah. And that, eat yeah. a big piece of humble pie or whatever, you know, but, um, because, <laughs> but that's not what I meant. I mean, I mean, I love being around you guys cause yeah. you guys have been in the word a lot longer than I have. Yeah. And it's fun to talk about. Right. right. And it's, it's, it's cause it really is loaded. The Bible is pregnant with application. Like there's like every word matters and it's so amazing, mm-hmm. but really at the heart of it, it's a love story mm-hmm. at the heart of it. It's, it's our God, our creator wanting us mm-hmm. to see his heart, to know that he's has a heart of love for us and compassion toward us. And it's really quite neat, actually. You know, it's not just this rule thing that as a matter of fact, going back, was that last week when one of the kids was saying something about, no, is this just recently on the, on the church thing? I'm sorry. One of the kids said something about learning rules, church. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Seth? One of them said that on this last one, something about like right and wrong, knowing the difference between right and wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. And so while there is, there is truth to that. Like when you talk about, you know, the 10 commandments and the hundreds of commandments yeah. in the Bible and stuff, there's truth to that. Yeah. And a lot of kids think it's a book of rules. I don't want to deal with that. That's the problem, right? Kids think mm-hmm. it's just about rules. That's even something, even with my adult children, I try to work on like, Hey man, this isn't, yeah, there's obedience precedes blessings. That's kind of a mm-hmm. principle of the Bible. Okay. Right. However, it's yeah. not, it's not a, it's not a rule book in the sense of like steps one through 10. This is what you do, period. It's not that. It's a loving God that meets us with, with grace and with mercy, which means that we're it's an alleviation of the things. Mercy is not getting spanked when we should get spanked. And so it's actually that kind of a aspect of what is the Bible and what is church. Yeah, you're going to learn right and wrong, but not in a – you are learning rules, but not in the what your mind thinks of like the rules. It's more of this compassionate, loving, like, man, if – it's a prescription for living a better life. God wants us to be happy. He wants us to be joyful. He wants to give us gifts. And he says, if you'll just follow me, which is that Christ-like life, mm-hmm. you'll see that you will be blessed because you will be safer, happier, healthier. There's That's 100% true. Any yes. aspect of life, right? Yep. And yet, hey, by the way, I'm saying all this, just like you said, you left church and go some dude. I, I can say it. And I'll probably do the same thing. I'll get in my car and be, get distracted over something terrible or whatever. Right. And, and. I got to repent and come right back and repent is just that change of mind and that agreeing with God and saying, oh man, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I better quit looking to the left. I need to look to the right. You know, right. that's that, that change of direction and thinking, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah. It's this whole, the, the, the aspect of what is church for yeah. is what we're doing right now is, is in a sense, an aspect of church, right? We're right. believers talking about life. Like if you look at the, the, even the, uh, 
the disciples around Jesus and he's sharing parables and he's teaching and, and comparing it to old Testament stuff. And you know, those scrolls and those things and like, Hey guys, this is, this is just the best way, the best prescription for life, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Is that, is that yeah. some of the stuff you got to share Seth when you've talked, when you talk to kids and. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly what I share, but I mean, there's a little bit of a nuances that, because there are some rules that we don't understand. There are things that, that we like, I don't understand why, you know, people can't do what they want to do. Um, and, uh, so what I, what I tell my kids is, is, you know, there are, there, there are some restrictions you have to put in your life to be able to experience greater freedom. Like if, like my son loves playing basketball and I was like, well, if you want to get better at basketball, you have to practice it and you can't just magically be good at basketball. Um, and so there are some things that, that's, that are restrictions that, that, um, can, can feel like, man, I, I can't do what other people are doing, but in the end, it will bring more freedom for you. And, you know, my daughter, she loves right now. She's in this place. She's five years old. She's a liar. Um, I feel bad for pastor. No, kids. No, no. She's, <laughs> she's, yes. But one of the things we've started saying is like trust or truth builds trust and brings freedom lies break trust and bring consequences mm -hmm. and that's kind of what would be that's kind of like because i because i would talk to her about random stuff and i'd be like hey you know you tell the truth you know blah 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 i'd say a bunch of things and she wouldn't hear it so i was like you know what would be something that can kind of get their attention teach them what i want them to know and well something we can easily repeat to them always and this is what we came up with my wife and i came up with this and you know we, so we say it over and over again so she says if i ask her hey did you uh did you put your clothes in the dirty clothes? And she says, no, I can say, okay, we'll stop for a second. Truth brings trust, builds trust and brings freedom. Let's right. start again. And then she can, you know, kind of, kind of do that. And I can be like, Oh, great job. You just, you lied to me initially, but you changed it. And I'm so proud that you changed it. And you decided to tell the truth. Right. And kind of give her that experience that like, there is, there are second chances there. This is kind of how grace can work out in our lives. That's friggin' awesome. But let me tell you also, you are a way better intentional parent than I think I was, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of convicted by that. He talks about like my wife and I came up with a phrase to yeah. talk to her and I'm like, what? Like, I was like, I just whacked my kid. And it's like, you know, like, this is terrible. Like you yeah. are so much better of a parent. Why? Yeah. Why? What happened? <laughs> it's funny. That's a, I, I had a conversation about that at, at work this week. A friend of mine, his son did something dumb. You know, nothing that you would want to lie about, but maybe because you don't want to get in trouble. And uh, yeah. then he lied. And it's a teenage kid. Teenage, teenagers lie because they know their parents are going to be mad. And we had this conversation. And it's like um, when you lie to your parents, it's frustrating. Like if you would have just said, yeah, I did it. I'm like, oh, cool. And I had a story about my son. He got yeah. in trouble once. And I remember he always wanted to stay out of trouble because I was angry. And he threw a piece of paper at a teacher, threw it at her. I'm like, mm -hmm. at a teacher. Yeah, And I was like, and I remember the dean was like, hey, your son did this, this. And I was like, what? I was like, I'll, t I'll handle it. <laughs> and I remember talking to him and I was like, hey, did you throw this paper at your teacher? He's like, yep. I was like, oh. Yeah. I was like, cool. Oh, all right. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I was taking yeah. it back because I thought he was going to make up some story. Like, well, it was an accident. <laughs> I was, And he was like, yeah, I sure did. I'm like, all right. I um, I respect you for that. There's consequences, obviously, but I wasn't angry. Yeah. I Like you said, I trusted him more. And I, I actually uh, looked up to him. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I like the honesty. You know, yeah. he told me why and everything, and he was dumb. He's a teenager, but you know, I think when our kids lie to us, just like we disappoint God, they disappoint us. Yeah, 
you know, so yeah. that, that kind of goes into that, you know, we try and not disappoint God and we, I go on the street and I curse, but then I just repent. It's like my son, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I did it. Isn't that interesting Sorry, though, yeah. you know, because exactly, that's exactly like you said last week, you left church and you cuss and everything, but then you actually take the moment to apologize to your family as well Yeah, because yeah. you know, they're affected. They're immediately affected by it right, right. then and there. Yep. And, um, that's, you know, we, we, you've used the word repent again, churchy words, mm -hmm. because really like, you know, we can talk about confession. That's first John one nine in the Bible, like go to God. And that's agreeing just like we're right. talking about, Hey, just fess up. Like, you know, it's off balance. Yeah. You know, it's off base. You know, it's not of God. It misses the mark of perfection between you and God. Mm -hmm. And it can disrupt and does disrupt that relationship and that walk, if you will, mm -hmm. for the moment, you're not, you didn't lose yourself. You believe in Jesus, mm -hmm. you're sealed, but, but you're not walking. You're not being led right. by him. And so repentance, if you will, to use a fancy church word. Is, is basically, basically an about face. Hey, well, basically, I apologize to him. Yeah, and hey, look, yeah. this way, this the way I was going right here, yeah. the direction I was taking, whether it was verbally, mentally, physically, mm -hmm. was wrong. I'm literally going to make an about face and go the other direction. That is what repentance, right. the visual of repentance is. I'm going to come your way, God. Right. Let me come your way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I like to, because yeah. I don't know who listens, well, if they're churchy or not, but that's all that means. It sounds all yeah. churchy, but it's, it's, a, it's a frame of mind, a change of thought. I got to think with God and yeah. not with my own. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Well, that's what, I mean, that's what Alan, you know, just said, it's just, you know, saying, sorry, it's apologizing. And, and, uh, you know, brother Lawrence, uh, old monk from I think 14th century said, would, would pray like, Lord, I'm sorry I did this. Help me because I can do no better apart from your mm -hmm. empowering. Um, and I think that's part of it is like, I, you know, I can't turn around myself, but you need to help me turn around and to go the other way. I think that's what we do. And we confess as we say, Lord, help me. Cause I want to turn around and go the other way. Absolutely. I know, you know, it's funny. I was raised, okay. I was raised in a church that very heavily, and I'm not going to dog out something because it's, it was, there was a lot of truth in this very heavily, just constantly about, you know, Christian freedom, Christian freedom, Christian freedom, confess you're good, confess you're good. You agree with God, but you know what? Like, I kind of like what you just said about your brother. I can't, I can't even imagine you had a brother that much older than you born in like the 1400s, but yeah. <laughs> and he was a monk. <laughs> he was a so, monk. Okay. okay. Hey, whatever, bro. Okay. So anyway, the point is though, is that there was an aspect to that, that almost gave, gave me uh, um, a hardened heart in a way, because you almost had this sense of, as long as I confess it, like, right. I know it's wrong. So I'm confessing God because confession, the word, not to get all fancy. It's a, it's homo legato. It's an actual, the Greek word. And it literally means agreeing or whatever with something. And so you're saying, yes, God, I agree that that's a sin. So I was almost taught that in kind of like a harsh way of like that, but there is a truth because it so doesn't have to be emotional. Let me ask you, were you, when you say that, is it like, okay, I confess my sins and I'm okay. I could just do it again. Yeah, pretty much. That's, okay. I mean, I, that's that was trying to understand. That it. was the implication. Right. And that's what I'm saying. And that's a wrong implication because that full confession, full repentance is kind of like you even said about the, the monk guy that, that phrase you said that you said there, uh, Seth, is that it really, because God knows our heart. Okay. So I can say, I'm sorry, but I may not mean it. Right. right. I right. can tell my kid, I'm sorry. I can tell the person that I mm -hmm. offended, I'm sorry, but I may not mean it. Yeah, I can yeah. tell God, I confess, God, I confess this. Like, I agree with you. It's wrong. But my heart is, I'm still going to do it. And so there was almost, yeah. that was almost like an implication. Like if you simply, First John 1, 9, the mechanics of confession, if you simply confess, you're good to go. You're back to filled with the Holy Spirit and you're operating again. Yeah. But but God knows our heart. And so I felt like there was yeah. an aspect that was missed on that. And And the flip side, the balance to that is, to just say, hey, repentance and confession is going to God and just crying and praying and God and and just please, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, but not recognizing what you're even being sorry for or not caring. And so there is yeah. a balance to that, like a genuine understanding, like, hey, 
what I'm doing here, I recognize as sinful. I recognize when sin again, just means missing the mark, right. you know, kind of like a bullseye. Mm-hmm. I recognize that this is not in line with what you have for me, God. And so I'm giving it up to you mm-hmm. and, and my heart, my repentant heart, my, I want to change my thinking or my direction on this. And, and that is like a sincere sense of either sorrow, brokenness, sorrow, sorrow, you know, being sorry. And that's, so there's kind of a, you know, not to get all weird, not to get all legalistic or hyper charismatic about it. Just, it's just, it's always comes back to a genuine heart. Like, mm-hmm. where's your heart? Cause God knows our heart. He right. knows our yeah. thoughts. Yeah. He knows our prayers before we even pray them. Yep. And so where am I at in my heart? Am I really wanting to seek him? I really want to honor him and, and walk with him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That's uh, I used to think that all the time I had conversations cause I watched a movie. I think it was God's not dead. I don't know. One of those Christian movies. And it was a uh, with a pretty big actor. He's a Christian actor. And I remember he was a, atheist in the movie and this and that and then he got in a car accident and at the end he's like oh lord i forgive me and uh, i apologize i'm like man i can just live my life and before i die I say hey sorry yeah but the true what faith you said true faith true faith god yeah. knows what's in your heart yeah so even if you said it and you didn't mean it you're just hoping you know but that movie yeah. kind of stuck home especially as a new believer or you know new in my walk was like oh i mean that's said, not wrong that's an ex- that's an expression of true faith the thief on the cross like you that, mean well like that's I what really i'm saying believe. but but my thought process was like oh. i don't believe but i'm just gonna tell you i believe so yeah. i can go to heaven yeah Do you see what i'm yeah. saying oh yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so that that was where the confusion was with me a long time ago and then to go back to your your daughter that seth that you're talking about yes <laughs> i love the liar I love, yeah i love your honesty you know you're like she's a liar <laughs> dang yeah. um but that you know how old, you is, she? Wait, up, how old is she you're five, five. Oh yeah. So a hey, dude at five. Oh my gosh. Right. She's five. But, uh, but like the fact that it's you funny. get her, I kind of, I love the intentionality that you and your wife have, which is like, Hey, just be honest. And then you, you meet her with grace, right? What mm-hmm. a great lesson. What a cool lesson. Yeah, and, and also because you're, I, I like how your phrase goes because when you live by truth, there is freedom in that, you know, because you know, yeah. for, for, for a variety of, that's a whole nother topic we could unpack that would probably take yeah. a while, you know, but it's really cool, man. Yeah. So good job. Way, way to be a way better parent than me. Um, <laughs> I think that's why we, ha- no, I think that's no. why Alan makes fun of you so much. Cause like, you know, we talk to you and you're like, Oh, I, you know, we pray over the kids names yeah. before they're even born. And we spend all this time in the Bible. And my wife and I discuss things and I'm like, what? Like, what? well, we were just was, watching Netflix. I was like, Hey, did you get, <laughs> did you get the Oktoberfest beer it's out right now at the store? Well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, thank God we're trying to grow. We're a work in progress, but I want to share with any listener that all of us are a work in progress. So, yeah. <laughs> except for Seth, I think he's pretty much there. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> yeah, except for Seth. So, it's a perfect. He's I don't perfect. Know. Hey, I mean, you know, it, I mean, like, you know, there's times when I when I don't tell the truth and I have to like confess, like, hey, uh, I told you that I that the kids picked out that food when it was really me. Like, you know, there's. <laughs> Right. harmful. Such a such a crazy example. But it's still <laughs> not true. It's I mean, like there's I mean, like I'm saying, like there's there's You're untruth right. in me as well. Like, yeah, yeah. And uh and, and I think that you know it's important to try to remember that you know, as well. It's just there's untruth and there's things that I could if I just let that go, it could turn it could turn into the worst thing. We're we're all we're all only one. We're like one choice away from doing the worst thing possible. And you know, my wife, we've you know, we've <laughs> had to discuss some terrible things in, in, in our marriage. We've had to, to confess things about you know our our own, both of our struggles. And but but we're we're I'm not perfect is what I'm trying to say. And uh, <laughs> but but if you live if you live by confession. Right. Um, you know, there's grace there. And if you like, you, if you don't, if you try to hide and, and, and cover up like the sin of Adam and Eve, then, 
then we're going to have more brokenness. Yep. Nope. I agree. Perfect. Way to go. Perfect guy. Yeah. Did you have something on that, Alan? Cause you were, I know we're getting <laughs> no, close to a close. I'm I don't gonna... even know if I want to say it because when you said we're one bad decision away from changing our lives, it goes back to driving with my daughter again. It, that is, brings out the worst in me. <laughs> I was laughing so hard because once again, she's turning a corner to get on the freeway and she goes slow. She hits her brakes. Like, and I didn't have the sticker on. I did not have the oh, yellow sticker. This on. was pre sticker. This was <laughs> after I just forgot. It was okay. a different car. Oh. And she, and this, Dodge Ram truck is on our butt and he, he lays on the horn again. And I'm like, and in my head, Man, <laughs> yeah, that's just anger. Yeah, but that was, I didn't say, tell my daughter, I, I was like, okay, it's okay. People are a-holes. I said, I didn't say a-holes to her, but I was like, people are, yeah. are terrible in this town. Just ignore it and drive to school. Yeah. <laughs> but in my head, I'm like, stop the car. So let me be honest <laughs> with you. You know, as you guys know, and we, I don't talk a lot about it just because it's just this, doesn't affect our topic, I guess, but you know, I work homicide for right. years yep. and I, I don't know how many road rage murders I actually right. worked. And so what's crazy about you saying that is that guy twofold one, he doesn't know if you really are a, cause there really are people who are that close. Like there are people that are, but yeah. like, it's in your mind, even if it's as a joke or whatever, like, Oh, this in a dream world, this would be awesome. But they're really, that really happens. Yeah. And so first when people act like that, cause they're so tough when they're in their car, right? Everybody's super tough when they're in their car, yeah. get them out of their car and see what, see where they're at. And some of them are going to be tough, but very few of them. Right. But the point is <laughs> most of them are, are real tough as long as they're behind their keyboard on the social media, talking what they talk or, uh, or in behind the wheel. So they don't know though. They do that. What if there's some psycho and they get killed over it? Like, what right. are you doing, dude? Right. But the flip side is you got a young teenager. My wife, by the way, I'm saying this again, and my wife has to point it out. Like, babe, that's a teenager driving. Because I'll do the same thing. I'm all yeah. mad. I'm I'm the guy, but I don't honk or whatever. You know, but you I just, will get mad, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh my god, what is the, what is this person doing? Holy cow, is their turn like five turns ago? And I'm getting all angry. And my wife is the one who reminds me, like, babe, look, it's like a 15 year old girl with her dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, ah. It's funny, is I think yeah. that guy when he passed this saw that because he was like, he didn't like a lot of guys, a lot of people like. Cut you off and yeah. get over. He just kind of got over and he let one of okay. I think he looked in the window and was like, Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> right. But in my head, I'm like, Oh, because he laid on the horn and he's got a big truck. And I'm like, and you know, it's my daughter. I'm protective yeah. of her. I'm like, how dare you? Okay. But isn't that a lesson for all of us to like think again? We talked yeah. about this weeks ago. Yes. Like when the clerk ticks you off or whatever. Like, don't forget everybody has something going on. Right. Everybody. Like that guy yeah. didn't realize that there's a teenage girl. I I do that. I don't realize there's a kid driving it. I'm all mad or whatever. But the of course the dangerous side is you also don't realize like to that person honking could get themselves killed over honking somebody else or beat up or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, calm yeah. down. You know, four years ago maybe I would have done it. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> yeah, see, um, so genuine. Yeah. Let me be more Seth-like. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm, so, I'm called to I'm be not. Christ-like, but let me at least start. Seth, to, what, what would you me, do in that situation? Would you come up with a saying? Yeah. Oh, don't lay on the horn, and we'll go in about yeah. our day. <laughs> just, Seth, talk to your wife about what saying you guys can come yeah, up yeah, with hey, and teach us about road rage. Yeah, ro road rage <laughs> yeah. saying next week. Yeah, next week I'll have one for you. Meet Please. them with glee when they <laughs> I can't, honk I'm not at, a, when they honk at thee. <laughs> <laughs> Meet them with glee when they honk at thee. God bless you. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you such a good Christian, Seth? Okay, listen, let's wrap this up. Going back to the very beginning of this, what is church for? Uh, let me give you you guys a, a thought. Okay, this was church in a way. This is community. It can be fun. It can be normal. It can be Christians sharing their life experiences, but trying to bring in a biblical perspective. I understand the vocational pastor. I understand the worship and I understand the service outside of the community is huge. A church is meant to impact their community, 
But right here, right now, this is community among believers talking. And if you're listening, that's exactly mm -hmm. what you're a part of is a community of believers. Mm -hmm. And we all live in the same world and we all deal with the same things. Mm -hmm. Not all of us want to shoot people as many times as Alan sometimes does when he's angry. Mm -hmm. uh, if you do take that to the Lord and get some counseling also. Uh, yeah. um, but but this is, this is church, this is community, and it should be fun. And it should be a, a fun time to be open and honest. So yep. I kind of feel like that was a pretty good. Way to wrap it up. Way to wrap it up yeah. right there. And, yeah, and we're going to wait on Seth with his. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ne hey, have it ready for the next, next episode. Podcast. Let's talk about right. what we don't even know what we're going to talk about yet ne next episode, but maybe we'll touch a little bit on anger management and hilarious phrases <laughs> that help us to learn. So, okay. Yeah, you need to write a book on this. All right. Yeah, for real.